Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today, we have Michael Ziegert. Michael is a friend of mine that I met when I was traveling in Philadelphia for the Eagles Super Bowl parade. Michael is a former uh, U.S. Army veteran, uh, and he talks about his, his journey both during that period and after and where he is today. Uh, Michael is, is quite the adventurer. And he has a, a lot to say and offer in terms of where we are and where we're going in our society. So thank you, Michael, for being on our show. And thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, and get the word out about this podcast. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an Open Mind. And you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. So they call me a snowflake and stuff. If I'm at a bar, like I've had arguments with people and they're like yelling at me, like, you're a snowflake. Da, 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 da. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you're a snowflake, man. Your feelings are hurt. So <laughs> like, a, a snowflake means you're soft is what they're saying. Yeah, they call like the liberals, the Democrats, snowflakes at some point. But okay. I just figure they're all snowflakes. That's a good point, man. I mean, like the whole I'm getting a call from Ohio right now. That can't be right. All right. Well, hey, it's working good now, so we'll we'll start from here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, earlier we were saying that we had met each other in Philadelphia during the uh, the Super Bowl parade when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and yeah. how that was such a joyous occasion, and you know we were it was just a party on the streets. And I met you there and, you know, we were just uh, having a, a, a wild time, right? Because we were both staying at that, ho at that hostel. And I think it was really just the one night that we had all partied before the parade. And then we just lost everybody. Mm -hmm. Was that right? Well, I, I showed up the, uh, I showed up someday, like uh, I had a friend from out near Philly. So I was yeah. staying with him, but during the, during the game day and parade day, I stayed at this hostel, and that's basically when I met you. I mean, I don't remember too much exactly <laughs> how it went down. It was just like, "Hey, cool, let's 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 ah," yeah. and then it just turned into a mess. So, because I I was actually hanging out with some Canadians during the game, like the game night, and they were these crazy fuckers. Like when I walked in, they were already like three or four cases of Yinglings deep, a bottle of rum deep. And they were ready to go a lot longer and they were, they were ready. I'm like, as far as like Canadians that like American, the USA national football league shit, they're intense about it. I don't know if it's like that fact that you guys like hockey or I don't know what it is, but every Canadian I've ever met that likes football is really intense about it. And these guys were no, and you yourself as well, but I was like, <laughs> it was all it was all verified by like the Canadians I met and the yeah. previous Canadians I met that like football. So yeah, it was pretty good. It was wild. When it, like, it was wild. When it comes to partying, uh, you know, there's that old saying: you got to put ten thousand hours into something to become really good at it. Well, I've definitely <laughs> put my ten thousand hours into partying. So. Yeah. You know, I mean, now, now I have a daughter, so, you know, obviously I don't party as much as I used to, 
you know, this is my, uh, this is my enjoyment, my recreation now, but, but definitely, man. Yeah. When I was in Philadelphia, I was three sheets to the wind. (laughs) Right. And I was, I was telling you, and cause it was kind of crapping out before that during the actual parade, I was on top of a washroom, like a public washroom. And there were so many people on top that the, the wall was caving in and people were like pissing into like the holes of the, of the, facility and stuff it was just nuts man but it it was like a joyous occasion you know like there was i saw one fight and these guys started you know like it was a pretty intense fist fight and everyone around them was like you know what the fuck are you doing like this is this is like a good moment and even they kind of i've never really seen it like this they actually kind of stopped and were like yeah yeah we should not be doing but it was just it was it was such an awesome thing to be a part of in that city mm. but you're from florida correct yes uh south florida south florida We're yeah really close to miami right and and earlier you're describing before we kind of got disconnected uh how disconnected florida is from the rest of the country in your opinion uh florida is a mess i mean florida <laughs> florida is a mess like people people are uh People are mad they can't go in a Walmart without a mask on. Uh, people, they don't understand. Like most of the people I talk to around here have never really traveled anywhere outside of Florida, let alone outside of the country. So they're just kind of like lost in this in a way. Like they're just, they don't understand. But the Florida the florida things florida is, yeah no there's like a baby knocking on the door i think he's confused but um it's not mine well, that's but, uh, good florida's yeah florida's florida's a florida's a crazy place just i mean like if you look on the internet and type in florida man yeah florida man i think, your birthday, I think you these, type in your birth date and then florida man and you get some wacky shit going on yeah i mean like there's there's just so much i mean i think i think the internet the access to the internet has intensified this a little bit because people are like i'm florida man more than you are florida man or i'm going to go do something florida man right. and it just turns into a shit show well i i just googled my birth date october 9th and uh florida man and it says florida man entices gator to bite him <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pours beer down its. I gotta read this. Florida man entices gator to bite and pours beer down its throat. Police say October 9th, twenty nineteen. But you're right. It's almost like because this is now a, a meme thing. People are like, I gotta do something fucking nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> my uh, my brother's got a friend who wanted to be a YouTube star, which is just start right of a there. great story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I guess he was like that, uh, like a, in Daytona somewhere, and he was walking by a minion character, you know, from the cartoons, like the minions. Right. And he starts beating up this guy. Like he had one of his friends videotape him, and he starts smacking him around. And he basically got charged for assault and battery of, <laughs> of a disabled person because the person inside the minion oh, suit fuck. was like a deaf mute. So he couldn't even yell back that like Jeez. don't stop hitting me type thing so i mean That's, he didn't he didn't hurt him badly like he wasn't like yeah. 
but it was still assault, you know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to laugh at a person's uh, disability, but it, it's, it's just like, what are the fucking chances that the person that you start beating on can't even... I, it's, 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 not the, it's not the disability. It's the other person has a disability, too, you're laughing at. Like, what's wrong right. with you? Well, exactly. Like, what... <laughs> You know, don't do that for YouTube videos. Well, just or views. There is so much, and, and you know, I, I look back at my own. You know, when I was in my when I was eighteen, seventeen, there's a video of me somewhere on the internet, and I'm doing a front flip over like a mound, like a giant fire, like a bonfire. And my mom saw it, and she's like, "You know, Robert, what are you like? What is the thought process here?" And I think that's exactly it. There is, it's the absence of a thought process, but that these things are all being captured. And it's like, you know, that could, for example, your cousin who beat this person up. No, like, no, no, no. Just some random, some random friend of ours. Oh, like okay. 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 <laughs> you're, you're, you're not claiming, you know, this person that's smart. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know him, but he's yeah. not related to me. Yeah, but I mean, like that—that that could ruin the guy's life, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he has to do like a whole bunch of probation or some type of like anger management classes or some something along that line. Something stupid where you don't you don't need to get yourself in that situation. Like, it was definitely not worth the YouTube views because now, now anybody that knows about that is like, um, actually put hate on them, like. I know somebody I was scrolling through Facebook one day and they had, and Florida man website that I, the Florida man page I like was like, Hey, look at this guy. He beat up a minion character. I'm like, Hey, I know that guy. And everybody on the, all the comments were hate, like you towards know, like, you retard beating up a special needs person. Da, yeah. da, 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 yeah. You know, like that's basically how it is. And for sure. That's what it was. So. Why? Well, so what, why, why is, I think you kind of touched on it too, that Florida, you know, why does it have this reputation as being such a strange place? It's because so many of the people that live there, they don't have any other experiences or, or what is it? Well, people come here to die. Like you, you, <laughs> you, you have like all the old people from yeah. the North. It's a geriatrics unit. I've heard that. Yeah you have all the old people coming down here like to like retire and just generally die. Then you have like their, their, their like sons and daughters and whatever, like, Oh, I want to be closer to the parents and something about the water here. Maybe like maybe the water is not the best. Um, right. Uh, you know, like as far as drinking and all that, like the bars, I don't understand it. Honestly. I don't. I know we're dumb. I know we're straight. Pretty stupid. I mean, like Florida's just a special place inside of like there. If you were like, if you like retarded dumb things, Florida's the place to go. You know, like that's like, hey, you know, like you might you could. I wanted to wrestle an alligator at one point. Like I was flying back to the states. And I was thinking on the plane of what haven't I done before? And I was like, oh, I haven't wrestled an alligator. And my brother picks me up and I'm like, hey, we're driving back to the house. And I'm like, well, you know, 
I want to wrestle an alligator. And he's like, oh, talk to Victoria's dad, one of our, one of our friends. One of I know friends. a guy. Yeah, definitely. So, like, I, I learned how to wrestle alligators. And then about a year and a half later, I'm in Mexico City, and I run into these Norwegian guys, right? And this, this Norwegian, the, the Norwegian guys are like, you know, like, you're from Florida. Wow. Tell us, you know, tell us about alligators. I'm like, well, if you ever run away from an alligator, run in zigzags because they chase in line in sight and they're big animals. So they can't follow you that way. And if you ever need to wrestle an alligator and I told them about how to wrestle an alligator, right. A day or two later, they come up and like, they're, they're completely amazed at me because somewhere in this place we were staying had a deck of cards with survival techniques Every, every card yeah, had a yeah. different survival technique. And one of them was how to wrestle an alligator. And I told them the right way. And they're like, you told us the truth. And I was like, well, I would hope so. Yeah. If God I ever forbid. had to wrestle an alligator, I want to know the right information. Like, not the wrong information. Well, that's, but, that's one thing that I, I, I you know, I've, I find fascinating about you is that you have all these crazy stories, but you're not full of shit. No, I'm definitely don't need to be. Like, yeah, it doesn't. I don't. I don't need to be like. Well, you well, you've lived a you've lived a very like. Have you ever considered writing a book? I tell people people tell me to write a book all the time. Like they're like, oh, but I need several chapters. Like I can't just do like one chapter. Like there's a whole segments of the chaptering it's like oh i was in the military right for this government job i did all this other stuff and around the world like it's kind of retarded like like i don't know where and then i i came up like i i came up with some other stuff to do and my friend was like you're just trying to get notches under your belt like more notches i was like uh <laughs> i don't know what i'm still i can't quit now like it's just what am i supposed to be normal hmm. Like I can't normalize myself now. Well, I mean, what is normal anyways? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean by normal is like live a calm life, mm -hmm. work a nine to five job, do whatever, you know, normal is. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you look up normal and, uh, that to me is t truly strange. It, you're just, you're doing what you don't want to be doing, right? Yeah, pretty like, much. Like I have people in my family and, and they're like, oh, you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. And I think like, fuck, man, that looks like that, that, that is, that to me is what hell is, is you're working this job, this nine to five job that you have no interest in doing, right? And mm -hmm. for all we know, this is, this is it, right? Like when we die, you know, I don't think we're going up to the pearly gates and it's just a constant rave. Right. So <laughs> you gotta, you gotta live your life. And that is what I, you know, have so much respect and appreciation of you for is that you have lived your life. You've had all these crazy experiences and you've looked at it and you said, I want some more of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like finding uh volunteer organizations and, stuff like that I, i'm like i'm a veteran so i work with veterans when i have a chance but there's a wildlife rescue that i've been going to here and i've helped out a lot of animals type thing like you know they get people are like oh this deer 
fell down mm. or I found this bird or I found this possum. And there's just, it's very helpful to be like more of doing things for society other than yourself. Acts of service, right? Yeah. Now, do you find it easier to help and like, well, we are animals, of course, but to find, to help animals versus humans, or do you like helping humans? Um, I mean, humans, I don't, I don't, I, I kind of focus on veterans because right. I'm a veteran myself. Right. And I focus on what I like as far as veterans. And I'm trying to like, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in psychedelics as far as using post-traumatic stress for psychedelics like mushrooms and right and ayahuasca and such and i i wanted to start something but then this covid thing happened and all mm -hmm. types of chaos just happened so i was like well i really don't know what direction i'm going in with this but other than myself like i know i'm going to continue doing this stuff but as far as like starting an organization or whatever i don't there's other organizations out there that do this. I just don't know how they do it. Like I've, I've contacted a few and it's, it's just general rough uh, information out there. You got to like uh, find it yourself. So, I mean, any, anybody that asks me, I'll tell them where to go and what to do, but I don't have the power right now to like do it myself or uh, have backing through it. Uh, I've spent some time in the Amazon uh, doing this, this ayahuasca ritual type stuff. Are you familiar with that? Uh, a little bit, you know, only in abstract notions, but it's definitely something I find fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a shaman. You go to a shaman basically and, there's a lot of powwow type of weird weird stuff going on and a lot of people aren't comfortable with it because it, it shows you your true self and you're not your true self is not a uh, not a normally a nice nice person per se and it gets deep uh, I was in the Amazon and I spent like my first sessions was like a week or so and I was like oh man it's it's very tiring you 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 vomit a lot there's a lot of lot taking out of you and whatever and I spent a week drinking this beverage with this little indigenous shaman lady and then I went to the town which you're in that you're in the jungle so it takes me all day to get to the road to get to the town it's like an all-day journey and I come back and I got all this fruit and some rice and some other stuff to eat like for the group and there's a new family out there it's uh like a 13 year old daughter a 20 something year old son and an older father that's like in his early mid 50s right mm -hmm. and the daughter the 12 year old daughter is apparently possessed by the devil right she's got some type of demonic spirit in her right and they started uh doing that the incense like the the church incense type thing with the, the sage and yeah like all around smoke her. She's screaming yeah. like demonic shit and and like and spanish but 
it was pretty wild. And there was a translator there who's, uh, this girl is from Bulgaria or Serbia or so one of those, one of those Eastern Bloc countries, but she spoke Spanish. She spoke English. She probably spoke German or French and obviously Bulgarian or whatever country she was from. So she was, she was like kind of a translator for this lady for a time being, like she was, she was working on herself, but, uh, she she's she was working as a translator too and she comes up to me and she goes oh i feel very uncomfortable with this like i'm like well all my friends would laugh at me if i left from an exorcism <laughs> <laughs> like i gotta go through with this one and i spent another week drinking like this ayahuasca with his family and whatever and i realized the dad was the most fucked up one and the girl was just i don't know trying to get attention or something or i don't i'm not sure what it was but i that's what i got from the the experience about the family because the dad was the one who snapped the most he was the one who just he went off and he's the one who needed it yeah 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 exactly well so so, so what what ended up happening was she was she you know, cleared of her demonic possession. How did the story end? Uh, basically, she just seemed like a 12-year-old that wanted attention and read something on the internet and had this way of acting, and that's what she was doing. Because a couple days into it, they did, it she just kind of broke down and was just like a normal girl lost in the jungle with her family. Like, so. Wow. So she was, was drinking, she was drinking ayahuasca as well. Yeah, they gave her, they gave her some, like, they gave her some, it was very weird. Well, it's, my, uh, my first experience with it, uh, the, there was a family and they had a 10 year old girl and they gave her half a cup of this, this ayahuasca. I was like, Whoa, you know, I don't know how comfortable I feel with this, but yeah. it's what they do. Like, so. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to kill you. I mean, it, if you if you read up on it, like the uh, the thing that kills people in ayahuasca is when you use uh, there's different tobacco rituals, and some people don't use tobacco, and that is what tends to kill the people. Like it's not like the ayahuasca per se, and and also there's a like Xanax and what's the the family that xanax is in um uh i forget what family of pharmaceuticals that is in but it's uh they they suppressed it's an moi suppressant right okay. so the serotonin it does something with the serotonin whatever and what ayahuasca the vine is is an moi inhibitor so that allows you to uh absorb the dmt and the and the other uh plant because ayahuasca is like a two-part uh combination of two plants it's only two plants and the moi inhibitor and the ayahuasca vine is what allows you to absorb the dmt and start seeing visions and if you take something like xanax uh which is an moi moi suppressant or i think that's what it is it's it's not an inhibitor but it, what it 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 doesn't help the function out of that and these shamans that come from indigenous like indigenous land the amazon 
aren't don't familiar, know what Xanax is. Yeah. Aren't, yeah, aren't familiar with pharmaceuticals at all. So they don't understand that it's negative for them. So if you don't tell somebody that you're like on, you know, these types of medications, they won't understand it at all. So that's where the that's where the uh, trouble starts. If me, the medical type of trouble, right? And and you had mentioned that you're interested in starting what what sounded like like a a retreat to these places with veterans. Is that is that correct? Is that what you're thinking of doing? Uh, I was more along the lines of starting some type of centralized. Uh, some type of centralized service to find what other veterans need in that sense, because you can, a lot of people can just be like helped with like marijuana and THC. They don't need to go. They don't need to go out to the Amazon and drink ayahuasca per se. Right. I mean, some people are, are, there's a lot of people that are traumatically traumatized and, I think it can help a lot of people. And if you do search for it, you don't necessarily need it for just trauma. You can use it for like spiritual awakening, self-guidance. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of other reasons to it, but it's not something you do on a weekend where you're like, Hey guys, let's go out yeah. do some ayahuasca and like, yeah. you know, vomit all over the place. And, <laughs> this is a transformative experience is what you're saying. Oh, for sure. I mean, right. I'm not that, I wasn't that spiritual, but I am now. Hmm. I'm not like saying like, you know, nothing like, you know, Jesus per se came into my head, but it was like more of a spirit of like an earthy type spirit type stuff, which is just agnostic. I was always agnostic, which is just like, there's a higher power out there, but I don't know what it is. And I still don't know what it is. It doesn't like, I don't have governed rules for, it's not like religion and spirituality. Yeah, you're not religious. Two things. Yeah, religion and spirituality are two different things. And, you know, that's basically what I've been working with. Well, so. that's, that's awesome work. I, I actually just did a podcast with somebody from, have you heard of MAPS? Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Mm -mm. okay no. you you should check out this podcast that i did and it was with uh maps canada and they've made mdma legal for 2021 in use in psychiatry okay and and because yeah, alcohol and i've i've said this before but alcohol the effects of alcohol versus the effects of say marijuana are completely different oh yeah right like I know how I behave on or how I've behaved in the past on alcohol. And it's just like, it is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Laker. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a tale of two very different people. Whereas like you're saying on some of these sub substances, you can have this experience that you're like, whoa, like this is what I'm really about and just change your life for the better. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely heard of more experiences of people gaining some knowledge or insight rather than them being like, Oh my God, like, you know, I just should just kill myself. Right. I, uh, I, uh, 
you know, alcohol, you can overdose on alcohol. If you oh, do 100%. like, if you do like 15, 20 shots, you'll have, you'll get alcohol poisoning and possibly die. Uh, you, if you smoke weed all day long, you're never going to die. Like marijuana is never going to kill you. And, uh, unless you get stoned and like a box of weed falls on you, <laughs> that's like several tons, like you're never going, you're never going to die from it. Same with mushrooms and a lot of psychedelics. Like a lot of people, uh, demonized like LSD, like you're going to jump off the balcony, try to fly. And no, no, no one never does that. Like, <laughs> like that's not what people do. Like, so it's, it's, it's a lot of crazy stuff. And I, uh, I was living in Columbia for several years and I, I, I read about this, this MDMA, uh, therapy, therapeutic type, type uses. And I, I got some MD and we always, we always send things to get tested there. Like there's a drug safety, like maybe Canada has this too, but the U S you can never go mm. and be like, how, how pure are my drugs? People would just be like, we're, we're not going to tell you. Thank you. Very <laughs> we're going to arrest you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, so, so we were able to like test for purity and whatnot. And I came across this very, um, very pure MDMA and, I sat around with a couple of my friends and we were all kind of like troubled type of people, but we, we sat around and we had like a therapeutic MD session and I see where it was going through. Like, obviously we didn't have like a, like a doctor or a psychologist with us, but you know, I could see it be, being very beneficial without the party use. Like you can, you can definitely work through a lot of, uh, the psychologist you can you can you can work uh like years of therapy and with a psychologist out through one session of like mdma or stibacillin mushrooms or ayahuasca per se like that it it's more helpful and beneficial and i i feel that there's more a rapid heal rate out mm -hmm. of those type of things for sure so, uh, and obviously this is a personal question and you don't have to answer it, but from your experiences in the military, did you, ex do you feel like you have PTSD or you experienced PTSD from it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm diagnosed with PTSD. I go to the VA for PTSD and, uh, it's, it's the, the way the government works, the government is like a, the slowest, most like annoying system. So they have, they're like, they'll, they'll tell you like, Oh, you're, you're going to be healed from something, but you don't, you never really heal from that. Like, uh, what I realized is, uh, you know, there's different types of PTSD. Like I, I have like the, the war type of PTSD, um, with that, but like other trauma victims, like if there's, if a girl is raped or beaten or something, she's going to have PTSD. She's right. never going to get over that. Like no one's ever going to get over being raped or being attempted murdered or something like that. And that's the same with soldiers and, and war shit, you know, like it's definitely, you don't really get over it. You just like learn to live with it, I guess. Cope. Yeah. 
and there's a lot of suicides uh and and trauma a lot of people have a lot of problems they turn into drinking they you know a lot of people get arrested for various dumb things that they do like as far as soldiers i mean and the ptsd aspects of it it's very it's it's not something you just get over like you don't get over it like especially for somebody who doesn't know those experiences right for a civvy right because i've never served in the military so i can't you know me as a clinical counselor what insight can i really provide to somebody who's gone through something such yeah. as yourself well, well right now i'm watching what's happening out in portland oregon mm-hmm. with like the riots and the protesters and the uh, these moms they got this wall of moms out there do you know what i'm talking about right now vaguely but go on the, please the, mo- the the mothers came out and decided to protest and the the organizers of this this group this wall of moms has been like gas pepper sprayed shot out with rubber bullets all types of things and they're freaking out because they're like you know civilian moms that are moms they're like suburban white moms that are getting like pummeled with tear gas and like grenades like flashbang grenades like they're not used to that they didn't know what they're getting into but like that's completely wrong of course uh i don't i I don't i don't agree upon what the, the federal government is doing uh with this situation i'm like i'm almost ready to fly out there and start throwing things at the police like it's it's kind of ridiculous but these mothers if you watch interviews of the mothers they're freaking out because they they're already traumatically they're already traumatized by what's happening because they didn't they they thought they were just going peacefully protest and they're getting hit with rubber bullets and tear gas and really really fucked up scenarios out there so now again i I try to limit my news consumption. Uh, I think that that's a, a, a healthy choice in our lives. But what is going on in Oregon? Like, why is there this wall of moms? Is this for Black Lives Matter or is this something different? It was kind of a Black Lives Matter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it had to do with, you know, some type of protests. And like everywhere, every big city has some type of uh, police brutality it's not it's right. it's it's more along the lines of police brutality like about a week ago or a couple weeks ago and then the veteran the dads showed up with the, the leaf blowers uh to blow the the tear gas away which is it's if if you look up how to deal with pro uh how to riot against police on google you're going to come up with hong kong right hong kong's been fighting the police for like a year right and they've been using leaf blowers road cones to cover up the uh the, the tear gas canisters so they're more contained um i looked this up because i went down to orlando to protest and i like to be uh i like to have all the knowledge i can have right? yes just like wrestling an alligator yeah exactly <laughs> And, and uh, so, so some, somewhere in Oregon, some, somebody obviously looked on the internet like I did and was like, hey, leaf blowers. So they started bringing leaf blowers. And 
now there's a there's a wall of moms but then the dads are running around with leaf blowers and there's a wall of veterans that showed up there it's it's getting hectic is what it is it's getting more hectic and it's not uh it's not very uh uh safe like it's just not safe i mean like i i find them to be doing the right thing because i mean i don't know how somebody can be like hey here's your job to beat up civilians of the United States like here, you know, and how there's way too many police and that are look like they're having fun beating people up. Like I can, you can tell like the sadistic nature of it and it doesn't, it doesn't seem like we're going in the right direction. What is the solution to all this? Ah, you know, uh, police brutality, uh, you know, like the, a lot of people have said, oh, just don't do anything illegal and the police won't bother, bother you. And I was like, well, a lot of laws are really unjust. They're written in the United States for profit. Our, our prison system is a for profit prison system. So most of the prisons aren't federal prison. They're privately funded which means the investors, the, the, the private investors, they want their money. They don't they want, want you to go to jail. Yeah, so they make all these laws where you get like arrested for like 25 grams of marijuana and there's people doing long sentences for like an ounce of weed. Like that's, that's just not right. Um, victimless, victimless crimes. I mean, why, why did we have, why are we putting so many people incarcerated uh, for victimless crimes? Also, most of these people are like uh, minorities, not right. like I'm, I'm white. I don't necessarily have the same problems a black person would have in the United States because they're more scrutinized. Uh, the laws are more strict with them, too. Uh, it's been shown in various displays of whatever graph. Some people are like, oh, we're all treated the same. And that's not, that's not true. I don't think that's very true. I think, I think a lot of the, I think the police are fundamentally made to look at minorities as they're, they're enforcing laws for the elite, not so much for the people and that's the main problem uh as far as fixing the problem we got to figure out how to uh respond better like if you have somebody that's called up uh the emergency services 911 i don't know what you call it in canada 911 yeah all right i know it's different in foreign countries sure yeah 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 but, well, uh, 911 is the area code in India, and we have lots of people yeah? um, from India. And it, it led to a confusing situation quite a few years back. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> At I least this area that. of India, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, so uh, you know, people call 911, and you get a police officer with a gun. And if you, if you called because your friend is almost going to commit suicide or something, he doesn't, you don't need a police officer there. You need some social worker 
with some type of training. Police don't have this type of training. They're not, they're not, they're not trained to be social workers. They're trained to basically use excessive force. And that's not always the solution. Um, that's one, there's, there's a lot. There's, out of the overall problem of police and what's going on in the U.S. right now as far as the protests, there's a lot more involved than just one thing. There's no, there's no real, there's no easy solution for this other than I don't, I don't really even know what the solution would be. Well, there are parallels between the United States and Canada. Uh, you know, us being your neighbor, a lot of what goes on there does have an impact on us. I'm not so sure if what goes on here has such an impact on the States, but whatever. Mm. Uh, but, but definitely there's this idea of, you know, there's just two political parties. There's the Democrats and the Republicans. Well, in Canada, there's the liberals, there's the conservatives, and there's lots of other different parties. But really, those are the two big ones, right? There's the left and there's the right. And right yeah. now we live in a society that nobody's really like, if you're a left, you're a left, you're a right, you're a right. And that's that. There's no middle ground. And like you were talking about, you're a libertarian. Could that possibly be a solution that we need to, there needs to be a different political system? Well, well, they can't, uh, in the United States, the libertarians can't even get into a debate until they get 10% of the, the popular vote, right? Right. So they, we've all, like, the Libertarian Party has only achieved, like, 3 or 4% of the popular vote, but it's been growing consecutively across several times, but you can't, like, a lot of people will be like, you're wasting your vote, you're, you're voting right. for this, we need this, and it's like, I don't see... The, the Democratic Joe Biden candidate being any better than Trump. I mean, slightly better in ways, like in the sense that he might be able to deal with people better. Like, I don't see Trump as dealing with people very good. Like, he's too egotistical in my point of view. Um, but at the same time, he just looks like he's this lost old man that's just going accidentally push a button one day. Like not, so it's there's no solution in the left and right for me, and I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not. I never let people tell me I'm wasting my vote. It's like, well, you should not waste your vote, man. Like, you know, and there's some things that aren't good about the Libertarian Party, like, uh, but there's no real control. There's no real third choice. Like, I know the England, the British have a third choice. Uh, there's different choices around the world, but we live on a two-party system, which is just, oh, you're, you're voting for the lesser of two evils. And uh, that's just not, they're both evil. Like, they're, they're, they're both doing the same thing. Like, the, is a lot of the things that you, people are blaming, you know, Trump for, it's been around for years that, you know, these Congress people, there's no term limits in the United States 
for a congressperson so they can just stay in congress until they basically die i guess oh and uh and they're so the people that, that put that put all these policies in place they're the lawmakers exactly right. they're the ones that make the laws so that there's too many there's too many problems you know it's just like the police it's just not there's not one solution because i mean i'll be honest with you michael from from where i am and these are my thoughts it's looking like it's coming to a boiling point here yeah right and you know uh it's like, where, where do we go from here? Where do you go from there? Right. Something has to change. Something has to give. <laughs> well, we can do like a, like a sports trade, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll trade Canada. Some people <laughs> like we'll trade like the, the nicer people off or something. I don't know. Like there's everybody that that's like, well, if, you know, so-and-so gets elected. I'm going to leave the country. No one ever leaves. Yeah. Uh, well, Canada is, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, an American from, um, shit, Michigan. And, they, and they're talking about Wicca and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, we want to move. We want to move to Canada. And I'm like, come on over, right? Like, there's lots of space. But... Uh, America, like, I don't know, there's some awesome places in the States. Like, you know, there's Philadelphia, there's LA, there's Hawaii. It seems like there's a lot more places to go in the States, right? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to go in the States, but a lot of people don't travel in the United States. Like, they're not, they're not familiar with what goes on as far as touristing. Like, I was like, they don't know how to be tourists really hmm. i mean if you if when you're when you're overseas for a prolonged period of time like i was in foreign countries um you you run into your you run into your general tourists and you're like all right cool like the the british have like three weeks vacation most europeans have like five week vacations if you run into somebody from the u.s you only have a maximum of like two weeks they're they're traveling for and i'm like wow man that's you know how do you even like decompress in those two weeks like how do you like go because flying internationally you got to spend a whole day traveling and a whole day traveling back so now you're limited to a 12-day vacation and it's like you know that's they that's actually i don't know as you say that's actually a really good point because it's almost like, you know, you don't you want don't them. Want. Well, I'm getting some, uh, some backlash or reverb there. But it's almost like they, they don't want you to expand your mind. Because in Canada, it's same. A lot of jobs, you only get two weeks of vacation. You know, and if you go somewhere, it's like, well, I don't want to go to a place that I isn't a culture like mine. I want to go to L.A. or something that's similar, right? Or I want to go to a resort where it's all the same. But when you go to places that are totally culturally different, i.e. the Amazon, that's when you really start to expand who you are, right? Which is what has happened to you, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you got to learn how to speak a different language or at least attempt, you know, and most 
most people in the United States can't speak any second languages. Uh, there's cultural adaptation. Uh, you know, people can't just assume you're going to go over to a foreign country and eat McDonald's and order Domino's. Like, there's McDonald's and Domino's across the world. And you can go over to foreign countries and just eat McDonald's and Domino's. But that's not a vacation to me. Like, just stay at home. It would have been cheaper. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, go eat something local food. Like, okay, you might get some type of Uh, uh, infection or not an infection but some type of uh, you know uh, stomach problem but you know that's part of living like you won't if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger right well would you say that we're you know we're perhaps the softest generation in history oh we're pussies <laughs> like, I mean like there's so many pussies there's so many entitlements mm. So many people are like, mm. you know, they complain about things, but they won't, uh, they won't change. They won't, they don't, they don't realize they got to fix themselves to fix the situations that you're in. And they just complain about the situations that they're in and not fix anything and just think something's going to come along and fix it themselves. Like I've, I talk to a lot of people and they're like, oh, I don't vote. And I'm like, well, you know, you should vote. Like, that's, you know, you don't, you're not allowed to complain about that type of stuff unless you don't vote. Like, that's the only way. Like, you can complain about it, but it's, you're just being ignorant at that point. Right. Like, yeah. It's almost like we just address what the problem is. Like, we're, we're just problem, problem oriented people, which is, by the way, it's same here where I am in Canada quite a bit in Western mm -hmm. Canada, BC, uh, but we're not problem solution focused, right? Mm -hmm. like, here's a problem. We got somebody in power that we don't like or whatever. And I'm just going to sit here and bemoan them the whole time. Yeah. It's like, how is that? How are you fixing anything? Exactly. Um, the, the generation's been entitled basically for, I don't know at, at what point we had a turning point of to feel so entitled. I don't know if it's participation trophies, like everybody got a trophy in sports as kids, so they felt special. And even the kids that did better than the other kids got the same trophy. So they're just like, okay, like I know, I know our school system just pushes people through. Uh, you basically, as long as the kid's there, they pass up into a certain grade, if not all of them. I really don't know. I just, I just know there's, there's entitlement through the younger generation coming around. And uh, they just, who knows? Well, I, I think that you, you, you kind of mentioned it there. You nailed it. Is that, you know, this is more, uh, problematic than we believe right by not letting people fail we are setting them up for colossal failure because exactly. if we just pass people through like oh yeah great job you know you came out you were only away 100 out of you know 285 days of the year you go to yeah. the next grade right 
then they're going to graduate high school and they're not going to know what to do with their lives because nobody was really testing them. Nobody was challenging them. Mm -hmm. And that's going on here too, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I've learned a lot more from my own failures or, you know, mistakes or whatever than I have from my successes. Yeah, that's what the that's what the general aspect of things is supposed to be. You're supposed to like fail so you succeed in things, not just oh I passed. I'm supposed to succeed because how I don't I don't want to know what failure feels like or you know they don't understand, and uh, that's part of the the United States. People are telling us like oh you're the best nation, you're the best nation. But what do we actually, what are we actually good at? Like, what does the U.S. do that's so great nowadays? Like, not much. I mean, most of our, most of our products are built or produced somewhere else. And uh, I think our, um, our number one export is Hollywood, hmm. right? Like, Which I is... Think uh... There's, there's some trouble with that with COVID and everything, so. Yeah, <laughs> you know, amongst other things. So, there is a, t- Well, yeah. you're right. Like this idea of we're great, so we need to always be great. You know, and I obviously I can't speak to that because we're in Canada and we just apologize. Yeah, yeah, we apologize for everything. So sorry about that. <laughs> but, right? But the thing is, is that what is the greatest nation in the world and what's the point? Yeah, there's no, there's no point. Like, is this some weird race because like race is in like, you know, competition? Yeah. I don't, I I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I feel like that a lot of people, you know, have been told that they're the greatest nation, but like, as far as the United States, they're like, you're great. You're great. You're great but they've never actually figured out why they're great or why they're not great. They just, they're just like, they see something on TV and they're like, Oh, the Chinese, like, uh, you know, if I go, if I go to McDonald's, I can work more hourly working at McDonald's and then the Chinese get for like a week or whatever the pe- whatever their salaries are. Right. Right. And they, they feel special about that because well, why is that? Like, why, you know, why, why do you feel entitled to something? And then they don't want to work in a McDonald's, you know, they don't want to like, they, they belittle like these immigrant, these immigrants Mm -hmm. that come over to the United States to do jobs that they don't want to do. They never want to do any of the jobs that the immigrants actually do. So I don't understand why people feel entitled to get, paid more for doing less like they don't oh, it's it, there's a lot to it and i'm not i'm not a politician so i don't understand i don't feel i can just lie to people like oh this is great you're great we're great you know i'm like no you're not great like this is retarded well I, and that's the problem with politicians and you know that's why I think somebody like Donald Trump got in in the last election because people were sick and tired of the, you know, lack of a better term, the bullshitting that politicians do. Like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do all these things. And it's like, 
you need to focus on one thing, right? And that's like anything in life. You know, the word priority was never meant to be plural. It was always meant to be singular. Like, this is your priority. This is the number one thing. But we live in a life now that we got four things that we need to do, and we're all just doing them shittily. So that's what I'm wondering. It's like, what is, what's next for this world? Uh, I'm, I'm, my, uh, my 2020 bingo card says zombies, Christmas zombies in December. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that I have, uh, you know, I'm a hunter, so I, I have some, some firearms to help protect myself. All right. What, what are you, what are you, this is my last question for you. In terms of firearms, right? That's a huge one. Will they ever be able to change that or should they change that? No, a big, a big thing on the libertarian's point of view is uh, the, the Second Amendment being open. Like, I think we should just be able to buy anything. You know, I'm an adult. Right. I can control myself. You know, if I want to go buy a tank, I should be able to buy a tank. Right. Because the government has tanks. And the whole point of the Second Amendment is to protect you from a tyrannical government. Right. And I cannot fight a tank, which the government has, without, with like an AR-15, which, you know, society has. You know, you need a lot more bigger ammunitions. So if the government ever did want to tyrannically oppress us by whatever reason and paranoia, the, uh, the, uh, you should be able to have access to whatever. Of course, this goes in like there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yeah. You know, like they would just, I, I really don't know what direction society, but society's screwed up anyways. So it's like Darwin's law, right? We're all. Yeah. That's kind of my. <laughs> like that like that's my fear is that like you said you're an adult and you know you feel like you're capable with these things but there needs to be some kind of a screening process not just anybody should be able to buy whatever they want because you know how how are you so far off from the purge then when that's happening anywhere in the world i'm saying yeah 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 i understand that aspect of it but it's like there there doesn't there's there's no necessary there, we're not we don't need all this uh military like as far as what the civilians have access to uh i don't think they i think there need, needs to be rest, less regulation you know they can like watch who has it or whatever but like there's already a process to go through and buy firearms like if i go to a store there's already like you yeah, it's just a checklist. Am I crazy? No. Have I committed a felony? No. Am I part of a terrorist organization? No. And anybody can just cook yes and no, obviously. Is that actually the screening uh, questions? Yeah, I think there's like five screening questions. I know one of them is like, are you mentally unstable? Right. Uh, and that's just to cover their own asses, of course. Yeah. Fe- felons, felon, if you committed a felony, you can't uh, have firearms. And the only misdemeanor 
that they don't allow you to have firearms if you um, have a, a domestic, domestic, if you're like beating your wife or beating your husband, uh, they don't want you, and you got a misdemeanor, they don't let you have firearms for that reason. Because they think you're just going to go shoot your husband or your wife. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know about the terrorist organization. I know that's a question. I know that's a question when you get government jobs. They're like, are you a terrorist? Yes and no. I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go and go, yeah. So. Well, well, the world's a crazy place. I am just looking at the time here and, uh, you know, we're at, we're at 47 minutes, but we got to do this again. All right. Cause it's I'll great be having, organized. what's that? I'll be more organized. Oh, that's all right, man. No, I'm just, I'm thankful for your time and for your insight. Cause like I say, you know, anybody on the outside can think whatever they want, but to hear from somebody, their story and their perspectives, that's what matters. Yeah. Right. That's fun. So, well, what's, what's next for you now? Me? I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, go out to, I'm going to go out to Portland and start with the wall, hang out with the wall moms. But, Actually. Um, I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm more along the lines of just kind of hanging out, mm -hmm. waiting. I feel like that there's going to be a lot of chaos up until november when the elections happen right and then after the elections i feel that there's going to be more chaos after that and uh and if they let me out of the country i'll go somewhere and i'll hide out there well come to canada yeah if they let me in they don't like their <laughs> dirty american covid so. well apparently that's where our covid came from was from washington state yeah Whereas a lot of it on the East Coast came from Italy, right? Okay. But apparently where, where we are, it came from, yeah, Washington State. So, but, you know, whatever. Had to come from somewhere. All right. <laughs> yeah. We get to play the blame game. Yeah. Well, no. That's, yeah, sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right, man. Well, thank you for your time and uh, talk to you again soon. You too, man. Well, that's our show for today. I want to thank Michael again for being on our show and saying, sharing that we all have different viewpoints of how we see the world. And they're not all the same. And they will clash. They might not even sound right to some people, but that is how we see the world. And until we have conversations, until we talk amongst one another, we have disagreements that are civil. We won't see a change in how the world is. We need to have these conversations, no matter how difficult they are, whether it be about race, class, political ideology. Maybe it's your faith. We have to have these conversations. We can't just shut people down. Call them racists. Call them bigots. Call them heathens. Whatever it may be. We need to see the humanity in us all if we want to see the world become a better place. So thank you for listening, and please take care of yourself. Bye now.